One, two, three, four. There was four that raised your hand. One of them was the preacher that's preaching next week. So, I mean, he's sowing seed. Amen. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. All right. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. So glad to see you and your beautiful faces and uh, excited for what the Lord is doing. You always hear people talk about the, the church is, is dying. I'm here to tell you the church is alive. Amen. The church is alive. The people of God are alive. There are people that are standing up for the gospel of Jesus Christ all across this nation, all across this world, proclaiming that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords he is the alpha and he is the omega he is the beginning and he is the end amen how many of you can agree with me here today and believe that it's such a joy and an honor uh to be here battling out of battle on a cold or something so if i'm trying to pull out my hankies and the only thing i'm worried about is if i get a little thing on my beard or something it just drives like kind of conscious all my beard folks know what i'm talking about so you know my wife's like looking at me while i'm preaching like you know, kind of give me that. You got to kind of come on, praise him. Lift your hands, kind of glorify him. But uh, it's a joy and an honor to be here this morning. Just so excited. Uh, just love your pastor. Love your pastor. Just love the whole family. Uh, they have been such a blessing in my life and just such a, a joy and an honor. And I was such a, just so excited when he asked me to, to come and share. said he was taking a, uh, taking a sabbatical. And uh, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Been there, done that. Been on a few of them myself. Um, we were, I was talking with pastor last night and just was sharing, uh, I used to, I live in West Virginia up in, in Weirton, West Virginia now, but I used to uh, live in Atlanta. That's where my kids were actually born, uh, in Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta for 11 years, pastored a great church in Atlanta, right there in Marietta, Georgia wonderful church. Um, and remember during that time that, uh, I had lost my brother. Um, he was 34 years old and, uh, I lost my brother and was going through a bunch of stuff at the church at the time as normal pastors do. And uh, it was actually my birthday. It was my birthday and the phone rang and I thought they were something, they were calling me. It was great to walk into service, never forget it. And I normally don't have my phone with me. And and they think the phone rang and it was my other brother. I have an older brother. And I was like, oh, they're going to wish me happy birthday. They love me, you know, so much. And I got the phone call and they let me know that uh, my brother had passed. And uh, you want to talk about just a shocker in life. You know, that'll, 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 that, that'll punch you right in the gut in life. And uh, I remember at that time, you know, it all happened in the, the um, you know, my board and stuff like that. kind of did the same thing with me. You know, hey, listen, take a couple months. Take a couple months. Just, you know. Just kind of gather yourself, gather yourself. Pastors, ooh, man, they, they're, they're, especially nowadays, you know, they're, they're, I don't want to use the word quitting, but there are pastors, even now as I'm speaking, all across this nation, there are pastors getting up to their congregation and saying, this will be my last Sunday. Not going to other churches, just saying, I'm done. I'm done. It's important that we keep our pastors lifted up and encouraged, amen? And it's important that you keep your pastor and the first lady lifted up because the enemy is always, the enemy knows if he can destroy the head, the body's going to crumble, amen? And so it, it is imperative that you keep them lifted up in prayer. I don't know if he's watching this online or Facebook and live or somebody's going something, but uh, when I count to three, let's just put our hands together just in case he's watching this. I guarantee you, if he's not watching now, he'll watch it later. I know him well enough that he's going to be like, wonder what he said, wonder what he's doing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got the microphone. Um, 
All right, so when I count to three, let's just give them a hand clap and let them know we love them and care for them. Ready? One, two, three. Come on. Yes, let them. We love you. Pastor, we love you, and we're just excited, and uh, folks are looking forward to having you back. I heard Pastor Randall was with you here last week, and uh, uh, he was sending me all kind of text messages this morning and uh, praying for you guys, encouraged for you, and uh, my brother here is preaching next week. I'm excited about that, and uh, I'm just believing God's going to do some things. Uh, Pastor, Pastor told me last night I had till 1.30, so give me a little time. Some, some people are like, oh, Lord. Um, I'll, I'll get preaching here in a second. Uh, so I'm in Weirton, West Virginia. We planted a church up there and y'all been just great help. Pastor's been a great help. Preached up there not too long ago. And, um, we planted, planted a church up there and it's called Impact Church. Love it. Um, man, God's blessing. God's moving. Uh, actually my wife is preaching for me this morning while I'm gone. And, uh, so they don't have no idea what's getting ready to happen. There's a tornado coming through. Amen. And so uh, we just love it. Most, uh, I would say 90% of our people, 90% of our folks are first-time converts, have never really stepped foot in church. If they have stepped foot in church, um, Catholicism is, is big up there, Catholic, a lot of tons of Catholic churches. So if they went, they kind of, you know, up, down, you know, kind of did that thing really, never got into the word or anything like that. And, um, and so we have just seen just God just every week, uh, people giving their hearts to Jesus Christ. Amen. So, uh, keep us, keep us, keep us lifted up, keep us lifted up in prayers. We're just continuing to see more and more people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, but I do need, uh, uh, I don't want to say a favor, but just pray. So uh, this summer, um, long story, I was cutting lawns. I was cutting lawns. My nephew got hired as a, was, did lawn cutting all through high school and college and stuff like that and got hired to be a police officer. And um, he had to go to the police academy, which actually wasn't too far from here. It was just right up the road. And uh, uh, he was like, oh, I don't want to give up the lawn cutting business. Can you take care of these lawns? I was like, yeah, I can cut lawns. Woo, man. I tell you, boy, wow, wow. So I cut like, I cut 12 or 13 lawns all summer. I mean, I don't even say all summer. Started in April and ended in November. And man, you want to talk about, and then pastoring and doing other things and stuff like that. You want to talk about rough. And then I had two people in my church that were unable to cut their lawns. So I cut their lawns for free just because I loved them enough, but wow. So it was like 14 lawns I was cutting, but I'll never forget it was in the heart of the summer and I was cutting this one particular lawn and, and even now when I'm sharing the story, I can kind of go back and it was such a pivotal moment. It was almost like Moses at the burning bush. Are y'all familiar with that? All right. I might say that a lot when I'm preaching because our folks, like I'll say, turn to the book of John. They're like, who's that? You know, they're, they're, you know they, they don't know where Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John or Revelation or anything like that. So if I kind of do, they're like, yeah, preacher, we know where you're at. Our, our folks just, just don't know, just don't know. They, they don't know. You know, I talk about Lazarus. They're like, yo, is that Lazarus that hangs out of Dairy Queen down on Third Street? I'm like, no, no, that's not him, the, the Bible Lazarus. But 
So I just had this burning bush type experience. God just moved upon my heart and it was just something crazy just happened. And I, we prayed about it. We went to some of our leaders. We prayed about it. Long story short, because I want to get into the word of God, is that God laid upon my heart to expand, to advance the kingdom. And so God opened the door for us to start uh, another location, to start another church in Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, actually Pittsburgh, where we're located, we're, uh, those are not familiar with Weirton. Weirton's the northern part of West Virginia. I mean, you can't get any further. You can actually, you know, put, uh, my kids go to school in Ohio. We live in West Virginia, but Pennsylvania is just kind of right there. So Pittsburgh is actually, from our current location, Pittsburgh is only about 20 to 25 minutes. I can get to downtown Pittsburgh in about 25 minutes from where we're at. So, so God just said, hey, listen, and the door started opening. We went to these people, and we didn't think it was going to happen. And so we end up, uh, there's a college, there's a uh, community college and uh, we went to them and said, yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. We've been wanting to do something in the community. A church would be great. And so it's, uh, we are going to be launching another campus, another uh, serve. I don't even say campus because it's in a community college. We're just launching another service um, on February the 5th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Amen. We have the opportunity. We have the opportunity. We have the opportunity to reach just within that area where the, uh, where the college is. The college has uh, two, three, four thousand uh, young people, which is you know, so exciting to have. But just that area, we have the opportunity to reach 1.5 million people. That's a lot of folks. And the crazy thing about it is that there is only in that area, there's only one church in that area. And it is a United Methodist Church. They do well. They do well. But one church, one church reaching 1.5 million people. Man, we got to bring the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so that's what we're doing. We have our people. We're, we're, we, we just got, I met our folks, you know, they're just hungry for the Lord. They're new. They're hungry for the Lord. And, and just presented and said, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're like, come on, pastor, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it, you know. Let's get in our trucks and we're going to take them all, you know. So, uh, so pray for us. On February the 5th, uh, we're going to be doing a 930 service in West Virginia and we're going to do 1130 service in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So be praying for us. And I need your help. I need your help. You know, preachers, oh, Lord, I knew there was something to it. And preachers, I have, we need a few things. We need a few things. So if God lays it upon your heart to help us out, I'm going to give you an opportunity to help us out. So we need a few things to make the Pittsburgh thing happen. We got all the sound equipment and got all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but we need some things for like kids ministry. We need some stuff for like parking lot ministry. We need some few things. We do like coffee and stuff like that. We don't have our coffee maker thingamajigger broke and all that kind of stuff. So we went on Walmart. Uh, Walmart has a wish list. And so we went on there and just put a, a list of items that we need. And all you have to do is just go on there, pick the item that you want to get, and it'll automatically send it to our home where we'll get it. So if you're interested in helping, I mean, ain't nothing, there ain't no $10,000 items on, you know, on this list. But if you're interested, Facebook me, get a hold of me and say, hey, listen, send, send the link to the wish list. I want to I help out. I want to buy. We needed to get um, parking lot vest and some other things for the kids and stuff like that. So if you're interested in helping out, please see me. I'll send you a link. I'll get the link to you that you could help us out and it'll be shipped right to our home. Amen? Amen. 
All right, let me go. Let's get right into the Word of God, and let's get going in this thing, and we won't keep you too long. Um, they moved the Steelers game today, so that was, that was a good thing for us at our church because our folks are like diehard Steeler fanatics. I see a young lady here got a Steeler jersey. I guarantee at ours there's like 50 of them going, you know, terrible towels waving and all kind of stuff. I mean, it's like, come on, praise them. You see terrible towel going, I got them. The Lord is good. Amen. All right. So let's go Acts. I gave a scripture, right? Let's do the Acts one first and we'll go. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, Acts chapter three, verse 18. And it says, but those things which God beforehand had showed the mouth of all his prophets that Christ would suffer. He has though has thus fulfilled. Verse 19, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. That when the times of refreshing, how many are ready for some times of refreshing? Some times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Mm, mm, mm. Whom the heavens must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Amen? So, I think that was the last one, right? Last scripture. All right, so... So I want to preach to you, and the title might seem a little strange, but we're going to get there. My, my title today would be that Seth is coming. Seth is coming. I know it seems strange, but just stick with me. We're going to get somewhere. Let's pray. Father, I ask that you would just bless uh, this service today, God. We just ask that we thank you that your presence is already here and that we can just get right into it and just believe that you're going to move mightily upon the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen and amen so so one of the things that we are talking about at impact church our church is as we're crossing over into the new year one of the phrases that we've been using for the last few weeks and and hopefully i think my wife is going to use the phrase again uh this week but uh we're talking about that our lives and the the bible even says that, that we are living epistles seen and read by all men And so what we've been talking about is that our lives are are books. And in a book, you have chapters. Ecclesiastes speaks of this. It doesn't say chapters necessarily in Ecclesiastes, but it says seasons, which is basically the same thing. And Ecclesiastes says you're going to go through different seasons or you're going to go through different chapters of your life. And what I've also found and what we shared with our folks uh, at Impact is that each chapter normally has a title. There's even when you read your Bible, depending on what version in that you have, some chapters will have the title of it on top. And it's the same thing in in our lives. And so what we've been sharing at Impact is that our lives are are these books and, and, and we have different chapters and different seasons of our lives. And one of the phrases that we've been using is that You cannot move on to the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. All right. You can't move on to the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. Or maybe over here. All right. So you can't move on to the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. Or maybe back over here. (laughs) You can't go on to the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. 
All right. I like that. I like that. And so we've been sharing there at at Impact, and I want to encourage you because we have just crossed over uh, into 2017. And the problem for many of us, and, and when I say for many of us, I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching with you today because I've been there. I've walked through it myself, but many times we are in 2017 uh, 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 according to uh, uh, according to the calendar and according to uh, 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 watching television and the ball drop. But but many of us are still stuck in 2014. Many of us are still stuck in 2013, and many of us are still stuck in the same chapter of who did us wrong, still stuck in the same chapter of what happened to you in 2013, and and many of us are still stuck in the same chapter of unforgiveness and hurt and bitterness and confusion and and mad about this person and and who walked away from you and who didn't love you and who left you, and you said, well, I've committed so much of my life. I gave them 20 years of my life, and they just walked out and you're still stuck in that chapter still rereading the chapter even as i'm talking about it you're just thinking about it just a a little deeper here, right? Can we go a little deeper? So so pull up Genesis for me. I I think I gave you that. All right, so Adam knew his wife again. Oh, that'll, I'd be here all day to just preach that portion right there. And she bare him a son and called his name Seth. For God says, she has appointed me another seed instead of Abel whom Cain killed. So just keep that right there because this could be all day right here. I'm at just this text. So here we have Eve, right? Eve, oh, Eve, let's say Eve is at home and, and she's doing the dishes and she's getting things ready and Abraham's out kind of cutting some firewood and doing his thing and, and Eve's just getting all the stuff and, and maybe even Eve's praying for her kids. As I know my wife, when she's cleaning the house, she's praying for the kids and oh God, do it. And she got the worship music on and, you know, and, and you're singing and got the new Elevation worship on and she, you know, praying. And all of a sudden as Eve is, is listening to some Elevation worship and she's cleaning and doing this thing, all of a sudden she gets a knock at the door. Come on in. Eve, where's Abraham? Oh, he's just out cutting firewood. Eve, I need you to sit down for a second. What's wrong? What's going on? Eve, Abel's dead. Now, if anybody here within the sound of my voice has ever lost a child, it's something you never forget. I'll never forget my mother's reaction when she found out that my brother had passed away. Devastating. So I could just picture Eve myself as I'm picturing my mother and the reaction that she went through. And you could just imagine Eve just <gasps> thinking, oh, we, go get Abraham and go get Cain. Let Cain know his brother. E- Eve, there's more. What do you mean? Eve, I know, I know you're not going to like this, but Cain's the one that did it. 
Imagine the devastation of not only hearing that you lost one son, but it was the other son that had committed the act. So now Eve is just devastated. I mean, Eve, uh, knowing a mother has probably can't even grasp what is, can't even fathom what's, what's going on. I, I, I remember... Just like it was yesterday when, when my mother heard that, that, uh, you know, that her son had passed away. And, and I've heard my mom cry throughout life. You know, we, we grew up. It was just three of us, uh, you know, come from a broken home. My father left at a young age, so she raised three boys. And we were poor as all get out. And I remember just notices being on the door. We're going to shut off your electricity or, or we're going to do this. And, you know, and I remember my mom crying, you know, wondering how they're going to pay the bill or how we're going to turn the lights on or how we're going to have water to be able to even have a you know hot bath or whatever and 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 I remember that crying but but when she had lost her son there was a different cry there was a cry that I've never heard from my mother ever even to this day so I can imagine the cry and the wail of Eve thanking God what is going on in my life God what is happening But I'm here to tell you that God works all things together for good. So Eve, you can imagine Eve is is probably just stuck in this chapter of her life that she's basically lost two kids. And so uh, what what I find here is that it says that, that Adam knew Eve again, again, again. Wow, that Eve was able to move out of the chapter of depression, out of the chapter of discouragement, out of the chapter of disappointment of her life, thinking, I don't want to have that feeling ever again in my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And she'd been in that chapter thinking, I never want to feel that again. I never want to experience that again. But she decided, I can't keep rereading the last chapter of my life. I have to go again. I have to move on in my life. And it says, that uh, uh, Abraham knew Eve again, that she was able to move on in the next chapter of her life. But what I love about God is that he is so awesome. It says that, oh, it says that he had, uh, I'll put it this way, that God says, listen, Eve, I I know you lost your kid. I I know things haven't gone the way that you expected, but but it it ain't over. And, And I'm getting ready, Eve, to restore everything that the enemy has taken away. If you could just get out of that, I'm gonna get a little excited like West Virginia, just old, just weird West Virginia preaching. Is that all right? Eve, if you could just get out of this chapter of your life, if you could stop rereading chapter four of your life, I have a miracle waiting for you. I have a breakthrough waiting for you. Oh, can I keep preaching up in here? Some of you say, well, I don't understand. Oh, I'll bring a little bit more word in here for some of you uh, hermeneutics up in here. Oh, Jesus told the disciples, I want you to cross over to the other side. That was in Mark chapter four. As they went over onto the other side, a great windstorm broke out and the boat started rocking and the boat started going crazy but what they failed to realize that in chapter five was a man full of devils in other words in in mark chapter five there was a miracle 
But God had to get them out of Mark chapter 4 to be able to get to Mark, oh, y'all ain't hear me, to Mark chapter 5 where the breakthrough was coming. It says, then God appointed Eve. We're back in Genesis. God appointed Eve another seed. Appointed, 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 where you get appointment, appointment. I come to tell you here this morning that God has an appointment with you here this morning. And I'm here to let you, the devil should have never let you in here this morning because God's getting ready to restore some things in your life. Some of you had to fight everything just to get here this morning. Some of you, the enemy had you worried about a little ice storm that might be coming in the area, even though it's like 45 degrees outside. Hello, somebody, help me in here. Some of you might have had to fight a spouse just to get here. Some of you might have had to battle the kids just to get here. Some of you might have had to fight, fight work and say, well, can you come in today? Uh, this person signed up. No, I got to go to church today. God has an appointment with me, and God's getting ready to restore something. And then once she was able to get out of, of that chapter in her life, once she stopped rereading the last chapter of her life and moved in, it says that God appointed her another child, and she named him She named him Seth. Woo, ma! I mean, that's, that's, I, I mean, that's a Ric Flair. Woo! I mean, come on. I mean, you might not grab that, but that is right there. I mean, right there. I mean, I grew up, I'm a little old school, you know. Woo! Come on. They named him Seth. God says, you moved out of that chapter of your life, and she named him Seth. Now, nowadays, when you name a child, you Google it, and you get 500 names that, that you like, right? 500 names that just seem nice. And then the people say, oh, I just love that name. I just love that name. But back then, names were everything. You didn't name a child just to name it. Their name meant everything to them. She named him Seth. Seth means compensation. Compensation is what you get for what you, oh, y'all ain't, I wish somebody at One Life would hear a preacher up in here. Compensation is what you get for what you've been through. I got one, one amen, he's preaching next Sunday. Come on, somebody. Listen, Seth means compensation. Compensation is what you get for what you've been through. God is saying if you can move out of that chapter of your life, if you can move out of the bitterness, if you can move out of the hurt, if you can move out of who left you, who walked away from you, who doesn't like you anymore, God says, I got compensation waiting for you in the next chapter of your life. It ain't about just 2017 and the ball dropping. It's a decision today that you have decided, I come to let somebody know that 2017 is going to be your year. It is going to be your time. It is going to be your moment my lord look at your neighbor and high five them and tell them seth is coming seth is coming i come to let somebody know that seth is on his way that god is getting ready to restore everything the canker worm has taken everything the locust has eaten up everything that you've lost God said, I'm getting ready to restore things that you lost in 2013, in 2012, in 2014. And for some of you, 2016 been the worst year of your life. But I come to let you know, Seth is coming. 
Seth is coming. If you would, I'm almost through. I'm almost through. But jump on your feet. Find three people. High five them. Tell them Seth is coming. Come on. Let them know. Let them know. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jump to your feet. Find three people. High five them. Seth is coming. Come on. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. Oh, somebody ought to give them a praise in here. Somebody ought to worship them in here. Somebody ought to magnify him in here. Woo! Set, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Seth is coming, Seth is coming. God's getting ready to restore. So, so, so let's go to Acts. Let's go to Acts. It was my first scripture. And for the sake of time, I got to go quick, but just stick with me. So Acts, can we go back to the Acts, the first scripture I read? So y'all busted out King James Version. Yeah, a King James Version and our church impact would not work. They'd be like, Pastor, what is that? Thou thus runneth. <laughs> Our folks, they like amplified. Jimmy ran around the block and spun around, amen. King James is thou jimmyeth, runneth, thou fareth, and turn aroundeth real quicketh, amen. So, so basically, the scripture is talking about, go to verse 21, sorry, verse 21. So I just love this, and we got to get somewhere. Whom the heavens must receive until the times of restoration. So real quickly, just stick with me. So it's talking about, in verse 20, it's talking about Christ coming back. How many believe that we're on the cusp of Christ coming back? Yeah. <laughs> Four of you, amen. How many of you believe from seeing the signs of the times that we're close? I mean, we're real close. But, but here's the thing because because some of you are like me like man i you know he says there's gonna be wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and all these boy we're seeing all these things we're seeing wars and rumors of wars and the pestilence and you know africa and different things like that and we're even seeing signs of revelations and the uh the chernobyl and all these different things and and water there's actually signs of of rivers turning to blood i don't know if how many of you have seen that i mean we're seeing revelation wow come to life so i'm like yo where you at dude the trumpet, come on, get this trumpet going. Just get up, up out of here. But when I read this, it says, whom the heavens must receive. That word receive actually in the Greek is the word retain. Somebody shout retain. It says, whom the heavens must retain until the times of compensation or restoration or restitution of all things oh so verse 20 is talking about christ coming back right verse 21 says verse verse 20 there we go whom the heavens must retain oh my lord in other words what he's saying is that christ is close to coming back but heaven is holding him back until, until the body of Christ or until the believers start getting compensation for everything they have, oh, y'all ain't hearing me, for everything they have been through in their life. The reason we have not seen the trumpet sound, but we have seen the signs, is that the body of Christ is getting ready to see restoration like they have never seen in their life. I'm here to let you know the church is not going down. I don't care what Rosie O'Donnell says. I don't care what all the politicians say. I don't care everybody say. I'm here to let you know that we're on the brink of the greatest breakthrough that the church has ever seen in their life. Woo! 
In other words, in other words, listen, Christ, Christ sees what's going on. He sees what's happening. He knows what is taking place, but he's up there. He, he's, oh, oh, and the archangel's getting ready to blow that trumpet. He said, we can't go yet. We can't go yet. yet. Joe hasn't gotten everything that I promised him. Joe hasn't gotten all his... I'm preaching to you, Joe. Joe hasn't gotten all his restoration yet, so we got to hold off until Joe steps into what God has for him to restore everything in his family, to restore his finances, to restore his health. Somebody ought to shout, Seth is coming! So, 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 do I got a few minutes? What do we, oh man, all right, so I got to go quick, all right? So, so I didn't keep you all here long. Am I preaching all right? All right. So I'm like, oh, oh, restoration, compensation. This is coming my way. And so I started researching a little bit, you know. Well, really, I, I Googled it. For some of young, younger folks, you know, researching would have been get, like, get a dictionary and look it up. I was just straight Google. So I Googled restoration because I'm like, I, I, want, I want all what God has for me. Amen. I mean, I want, I, bring it, bring it, bring, bring Bring it, bring it. And so I thought, man, and so here's some of the things. There's, there's, there's four things that I want you to start keeping an eye out for in your life that God's getting ready to bring. I believe in 2017, God's going to do it in your life. So get ready. Four things, four things. Restoration means to bring back to order. Restoration means to bring back to order. In other words, I'll put it this way. Things that have been dislocated, things that have been dislocated in your life, God says, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to pull it back. For the sake of time, I'll put it this way. In 2017, this is going to be your, your, little, your little phrase that you're going to use. And you're even going to Facebook it so many times. I can't wait. And when you do it, tag me in it. But this is going to be your status because Facebook will say, what, what can I say for you today? And your, your status is going to be, oh, 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 I mean, some of you might even go live, Facebook live, and you're just going, oh, 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 snap, I can't, no, no, and you say, why? Because restoration means to put back in order, to bring it back. In other words, why you're going to be, oh, oh, oh. And people are going to be like commenting on your Facebook Live and you're just going to be, oh, 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 Why? Because this is your year that you're going to have an aha moment. And you're going to look and you're, oh, oh, now I know why I went through what I went through. I had to go through it to be able to get to it. And I didn't understand when they walked out on me in 2014. But now I see in 2017, oh, oh, man, oh, I can't believe it. You thought it was the worst thing in your life. You thought you'd never survive it. You'd never make it. 
And God says, listen, I'm going to work all things for your king, for my kingdom, and for your glory. And I'm here to let you know it's going to be your aha moment in 2017. You're going to realize now, I know you spent 2016 watching uh, uh, I Love Lucy and eating bonbons and wiping snot boogers from your face. But God says, you're going to have an aha moment in 2017. God says, I'm going to bring it all together. The things that have been dislocated, the things that have been disconnected, God says, I'm going to bring Humpty Dumpty back together again and I'm gonna put you all back together and God says you're gonna look and say, ah, ah. make sure you tag me in it when you have your ah, ah, moment it could be July it could be August but make sure you tag me ah. now I see they let me go from the job but I didn't know that God was redirecting me to something better this will walk down oh come on number two number two for the sake of time so number two means to to bring back to life to restore to bring back to life can I share a quick story with you it might not be rather short, but we'll get there. At least that's what my wife says. You can never tell a short story. There's got to be something to it. So I'm preaching, and I'm, I'm talking about this is coming to your light. Somebody shout, Seth is coming. Seth is coming. So get ready. You're not only going to have an aha moment, but to come back to life, to come back to life. And, and, and God spoke to me specifically on this to tell you, because once was, was dead, it's going to come back to restore, right? It's going to come back. God told me to tell the body of Christ, this is my message for 2017, to get ready that sons and daughters are getting ready to come home. I got four of you. I said, sons and daughters are getting ready. I said, listen. Seth is coming. I'm telling you, Mark. Sons and daughters that have been away from the Lord, God says, are getting ready to come home in 2017. You've been praying. You've been believing. You've been declaring. You've been decreeing. And God said, this is your year. This is your moment. Seth is coming. Watch. Watch. So I'm in, I'm in Tennessee. I'm in Tennessee preaching, and I'm at the Church of the Frozen Chosen. <laughs> You'll catch it when you get home. But it was, I mean, it was like, so I'm preaching and, and just, you know, I'm just, I'm preaching and it's like icicles up in there. I mean, it's just. And so while I'm in the middle of the preaching and, and, and I'm, you know, going through and I'm thinking, oh Lord, deliver me from this place. Just deliver me. I had like, it was like a revival. I had like three more nights. I was like, oh God, please. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And so in the middle of my message, I'll never forget it actually was making, they had the pew and. I was actually coming this way, all right? And all of a sudden, God just spoke to me right in the middle of my message. I meant just tough. And he says, tell that lady right there that I'm going to restore her son. And, and when he said that, it kind of caught me off guard in the middle of my message. And I looked over, and she was like, while I was preaching, I thought, oh, Lord, I'm not doing this. this is, I'm preaching and going home. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden... I went back and forth a couple times. I thought that might have just been me. Maybe I ate too much pizza or something like that. And, and all of a sudden I hear, I mean, it was like as clear as a bell. I heard Jonah. I thought, oh, Lord, a whale's coming up up out of this mug and going to swallow me up or something. I better do something. So I said, hey, listen, lady. <laughs> That's how I did it too. Because <laughs> it was like a whole row of them were just like. I said, lady. I don't know what this is or whatever. I'm preaching on Lazarus. I said, I don't know what this means or whatever. I said, but I'm here to tell you that God just told me he's going to restore your son. That's the response I got. I didn't get no hallelujah. I got. And so now it's kind of awkward. I'm in it now. Now I don't know what to do. 
So at that moment, I'm preaching on Lazarus, and I was preaching the part, Lazarus, come forth. You know, a good part where there should be like a reaction of somebody being excited. Nobody was. And so all of a sudden, it just, it just hit me, you know. I said, hey, listen. I said, what's your son's name? And, and she said, because I'm in it now. You know, I'm, I'm in it to win it. I mean, God just done threw me out there, and I got to do this thing. And so I said, what's your son's name? She's like, Jimmy. <laughs> no southern hospitality at all. And so I said, hey, I said, I want, you, I want you to get up, and I want you to shout, Jimmy, come forth. So she's sitting beside people. She got a Bible. She's like, hold this. And I'm like, oh, God, what did you do to me? And I'll never forget it as long as I live. I've never had it happen to this day. All of a sudden, when I walked over, all this stuff just started coming out. And it just started. And actually, it was kind of strange because, like, my natural man was like, yo, what are you doing, dude? And I just started prophesying about her son. And it was the whole row. And I started talking about her son having a, I didn't know her son, I didn't know her. And I started talking about her son having a drug problem, and, and, all, and all of a sudden, her countenance started changing. And all of a sudden, tears started flowing down her eyes, and I started talking about this drug issue and drug problem and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, she starts just bawling, and her husband, who had been sleeping beside her at that moment, got his, he woke up real quick. I mean, he woke up. He a little slobber, but he woke up. And, 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 I, and I said, and she's like, okay no lie dead quiet in the church okay all right and her whole family's on the row okay all right all right god all right listen none of you know but jimmy's a meth head all right jimmy and so she goes and she's and, and nobody in the family knew and two nights before jimmy had gotten arrested and to be able to bail them, bail him out, they had to take a second mortgage or something out, and nobody knew. Just that, and she just was bawling, and just I mean, she's like, I, "We're not perfect." <laughs> she's turning around, she's like, telling everybody, "We're not perfect. We're not." <laughs> you know, because they come in, you know, they come in all dressed up. She had a little southern red bell jacket on. I mean, she just turned around, "We're not perfect, all right." Jimmy's crazy. And yes, my husband's sleeping. <laughs> and, and, so, uh, and so I said, all right. I said, you see that now? I said, now you take everything that the enemy has put you through and everything that you face. I said, you get angry at that devil and you let that devil know enough is enough. I'm coming to get my stuff. And I said, and just like Jesus spoke to Lazarus to come forth, I command you call Jimmy forth like you never called a joker forth in your life. And man, home girl went nuts. She was like, Jimmy, come forth. I said, all right, you got to do it again. And no lies, the Lord is my witness. Girlfriend jumped up on the pew. Jimmy, come forth. Through the red jacket, she had, Jimmy, come forth. I mean, she, I mean, she just going. And then she sits down, and you think revival would break out. She sits down, and everybody just keeps going. I finish my message and go home. Yes, yes. Oh, 
but next day things change a little bit. So I'm like, I wait till like the last minute to even get to church because I was like, oh God, I got to go again. And so I'm in the foyer and, and, uh, and, and the choir's kind of practicing or whatever. And all of a sudden the door bust open, boom, door bust open. I got to go because I'm, I'm late. Uh, door bust open and all of a sudden it's her. She's like, preacher, preacher. And all of a sudden her sleeping husband's coming in and he's like, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's dancing. I mean, he's dancing. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's going, he's, do, he's doing a running man. He, I mean, he's going, I mean, he's doing it. And so I come in and, and the pastor's like, what's wrong, sister? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? She's like, I, I got to tell the church, and the service hadn't even started. I got to tell the church what happened. I got to tell them what's going on. I got to tell them what's happening. She said, so, so I go home. Jimmy's at home because he's out of jail. I told him to stay home. Jimmy's home watching a ball game, sitting on the couch. She said, I walked in. And she said, I wanted to be careful because he just got up out of jail and there's all kinds of things going on. She said, I was going to ask him if he wants something to eat while he's watching the ball game. She said, I walked in. I look in. He said, Jimmy is on the couch bawling his eyes out I said Jimmy what is wrong with you he said mama he said that God guy you talk about all the time I think he showed up she said Jimmy what do you mean you think he showed up he said mama I was here watching ball game he said all of a sudden things got crazy in this room he said, all of a sudden, lights are kind of getting crazy and all of a sudden he said I hear this thundering voice he said it sounded like thunder he said, Mama, I just, he just got crazy. She said, Jimmy, what did, what did he say? He said, he said, today is my day that I'll be delivered and I shall never touch another drug again. And all of a sudden, he said, he said, he said, Mama, I want to know this guy that you go to church about and talk about all the time. And right there while he was bawling his eyes out, she led him to the Lord. He gave his heart to the Lord. Y'all ain't hearing me up in here. This is your year and your time. What? But watch. But the story ain't over. So she calls her sister up. She calls her sister up. She's like, hey, girl. She's like, hey, are you all right? He said, what do, you, what do you mean? She's like, oh, my goodness, I couldn't believe that preacher just embarrassing you all just like that. And he had you stand up talking about Lazarus and all that kind of stuff. And she said, oh, no, 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 you got to listen. She's all, oh, no, no, girl, you listen, you listen. And he's all, oh, no, 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 no. And, and, and she said, listen. And so she starts telling the story of what happened with Jimmy. And Jimmy's crying and stuff like that. And they're on the phone. And all of a sudden, the power of the Holy Ghost hits her sister, Right? And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And they're going. And so while they're on the phone talking, they hear. She says to her sister, hello? She's like, girl, is that you crying? She's like, no. She's like, I think somebody's on the phone. Hello? Hello? Hey, mama. So her sister, which would be her nephew, has a son. His name's Johnny. Johnny had picked up the phone when they called. He was eavesdropping on the conversation. As she's telling her sister what happened to Jimmy, the power of the Holy Ghost got on Johnny, 
And right there on the telephone, Joe, you said, Mama, I want to tell you, I haven't been caught yet, but Jimmy and I have been selling it and using it, and we're all kind of trouble and stuff like that. I need Jesus. I got to have Jesus in my heart. Jesus got to help me, and I want, I want what Jimmy got. And all of a sudden, they led, they led Johnny to the Lord, and through one person's obedience that believed that restoration that Seth was coming to the house, y'all ain't hear me in here, two drug addicts were able to get saved, got turned around, and that night, when the door opened, here come Jimmy and Johnny rolling up in the house. I'm here to tell you God's getting ready to do it in your house. He's going to do it with your kids. He's going to do it with your grandkids. He's going to do it with your granddaughter. He's going to do it with your brother, your sister, your aunt, your mama, your nephew, your niece. Somebody ought to jump to their feet and shout up up in here. I'm here to let somebody know Seth is coming. How many believe Seth is coming? I said, how many believe Seth is coming? How many believe it's coming to your house and God's getting ready to do it exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think? If that's you, somebody shout yes. I said, if that's you, somebody shout yes. Now, that was kind of like the lady down there in, in Tennessee. Yes. Come on. I said, if you believe God's going to do it in your house, somebody shout yes. Seth is coming. I know you've been through. I know you've gone through some things, but stop rereading the last chapter of your life and still crying about who left you and who hasn't been there for you and who didn't walk you through it and who didn't help you and who didn't give you money and who wasn't there for you, who didn't show up and who didn't this and who didn't that. No, God says you're getting ready to move in to restoration. God said, I'm getting ready to restore everything that the canker were. I'm telling you, get ready to step into the new season of your life. Number three, get ready for this to be in 2017. Not only is God getting ready to pull things, and I know you're looking at your watch, and I'm almost through. I know I've gone longer than I, than I, I told Pastor I would, but that's what happens on visiting preachers. I told him, I said, you better be there on that front row. You may never get that microphone out of my hand, buddy. So, so we talked about you're going to have an aha moment. Make sure you mark it down somewhere, because I'm telling you, even when September rolls around, you better be tagging me. In your Facebook posts, your Instagram, your Snapchat, whatever you do, Twitter, I don't know what you do. Maybe you just got two old coffee cans and, you know, throw one up to West Virginia. We'll talk to them. Yeah, a moment, preacher. So God's getting ready to do aha moments. Number two, God's getting ready to bring, bring, bring dead things home. Number three, to restore is to, to uh, kind of, let me make sure I, I say it correctly on my, on my note because I want to make sure that you write it down and, and when you have your moment to set an order again oh restoration to get it back to get it back now I have a crazy story for that too but for the sake of time we can't go there but to get it back God's getting ready to give everything back that the enemy has taken or stolen somebody shout I'm getting it back I'm getting it back I'm telling you 2017 is your year your time your moment Seth is coming Seth is coming Seth is coming Seth is coming number four Number four, to restore restoration, compensation, basically to restore, to restore, right? To restore. So, so this is my, my, last, my last story, and you're like, oh, this will be 30 minutes, preacher. So to restore, God's getting ready to restore. Seth is coming. So I was sharing earlier the story. I was pastoring in, in Atlanta, and um, Man, just went through went through a tough season. Uh, you know, I lost my brother and and uh, uh, 
that was just devastating enough and was trying to pull my family together and, and all that kind of stuff. At that time, my, my wife was, was pregnant with our oldest. She was uh, eight months pregnant. I was afraid she was going to have the baby at the funeral home or something. And so um, just so much was going on, so much at the church was happening and, and it, some good, some bad. And it just was a tough season in my life. And so uh, once I kind of get through my brother and everything like that, I, I, I make it home. And, and, and you know how sometimes when it rains, it pours. So we get back, we get back, and I'm like, all right, I got to pull this thing together. I got to, you know, go to you know, church. I got to preach. I got a sermon and all that kind of stuff and, and get back. Hadn't been back long and went out to go start the car. It won't start. I'm like, come on, somebody, help. I mean, are you kidding me? So I'm like, oh, just a battery or something. So it's not a battery. It's, it's jacked. I'll put it that way for the sake of time. So the car's jacked, you know. Why well, he's getting ready to have a baby soon, and I'm in a, just, I've lost my brother, and, and church day. You know, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm at it. You know, my neighbors thought I was crazy. I was standing outside, you know. You know? And so I thought, oh, Lord, you just got to be kidding me. And, and, the, and the next day, it was a, it was a Saturday, uh, a, a friend of mine rolls up at the house with a new vehicle. I said, man, sweet, dude, where'd you get that at? He said, oh, at the dealership. I said, man, that's awesome. You're trying to be happy when you got your own, you know, problems, you know. I'm like, oh, dude, that is so awesome or whatever. He's like, oh, good, good. And, so his wife comes rolling up. I was like, what are y'all doing? He's like, oh, my wife's here to pick me up. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, this is yours. I said, like, what? He said, like, yeah, yeah. You can't drive the kids around in a broken, beat up old vehicle. The kids you're going to have, here's a vehicle. I'm like, I mean, I've given away a lot of vehicles, but I've never received a vehicle. I'm like, oh. So I got the vehicle, right? So I get this, and, I, and I'm thinking about, you know, giving the vehicles away and everything I've been through, and this restore is coming, you know, restore is coming back, and it's, Seth is coming, y'all. Watch. I got something, and we're going to end with this. So, uh, you know, I get my wife, and she's just flabbergasted, and she, we're just like, oh, my goodness, you know, we're crying and stuff like that. And, and one of the first things that come to me, I, I had this lady in my church. Oh, man. I had this lady in my church. I mean, she couldn't be happy for nobody. <laughs> keep your eyes straight. Keep looking. Keep looking forward. So, I, and, I, and my thought was, instead of rejoicing in this blessing that I had, I thought, oh, man, I got to go to church tomorrow, and I got to deal with such and such. Because I know she's going to be one of those, look at the preacher driving a new vehicle. How much we paying this guy? What's going on? These preachers and their money. He's probably going to take four offerings today. I mean, she was, she, before hater ever came out, she defined it. I mean, I stopped by her house one time and I looked over and it didn't say Gatorade. It said Haterade. She created it. That's, she drank it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so I thought to myself, and my wife said, don't even worry about it. Don't, don't, just don't even worry. I said, I can't shake it because I know she's going to say something and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, suplex her or something, you know. I'm just, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. And so she, uh, uh, so we go and get in, the, get, in the, get in the vehicle Sunday morning. And so we roll up in there and I, I tell, the, I tell the, the deacons and that. And I say, hey, listen, 
get me in and get me out today. I said, I'm avoiding such and such. Said, oh, we know, preacher. So I, I come in like back door type thing we got, and I slide in, and I just preach and just preach and didn't even preach on nothing, you know, and just, just got to preaching and that, and I could see her out there. I could see her out there with the old evil eye. I mean, she's looking at me, and I'm just preaching. I mean, I'm preaching, I get done, and, and, and I slide out, you know, say hi to a few people and slide out, and I say, oh, my wife, you know, I got to go meet my wife or whatever, and and so my wife was, was talking with, with, with somebody, and, and she said, oh, and, and uh, oh, I only think my wife was there. Yeah, my wife wasn't there because she was, she was pregnant, so I was by myself. So she was at home and, you know, kind of getting, and I want to make sure I was at service. And so I, I get in, get out, and I get in the car, and I start driving, you know. And at that time, it was beautiful, beautiful Atlanta day. I mean, just gorgeous. And I, mean, I like my music a little, a little loud. You know, I like a little loud. So I got in the car, rolled the windows down, and I got the music just bumping, going. And at that time, the real popular song was Kurt Franklin, Do You Want a Revolution? And it was, Do You Want a Revolution? Whoop, whoop. You know, and so I I mean, I had it gone. I got the new mobile. I'm rolling, Do You Want a Revolution? Whoop, whoop. And I'm like, I avoided homegirl. You know, I'm rolling home. I'm I'm excited. Got the new mobile. I'm going down Cobb Avenue. I'm like, yeah. And I hit a red light. And you ever feel like somebody's just staring at you? And so I'm at this light, and I just, I feel weird. I feel weird, and I'm like, like somebody's staring at me. Yes. And I'm like, and the car's just getting it. I mean, it's shaking by this time. It's a boom, boom, you know. Do you want a revolution? Whoop, whoop. And I'm like, and I got one. Oh, I know you're supposed to be like 10 and 4 or whatever it is, but, but I had one hand up like this. I mean, I was leaning like this. I'm like, oh, Yeah. And I would just feel like somebody's staring, and I'm like, and, and, and I don't know if it was the power of the Holy Ghost telling me, don't look, don't look, don't look. But I had to. So I look over in the next lane beside me at the red light, and guess who's there? All haterade. And she got her window down, and she got this crazy, like, she just yanks her head over, like, looking at me like this. And, and the car, I mean, it's just boom, 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 you know. And I'm like, oh, God, turn green. Oh, God, turn green. Oh, God, please. You know how you wanted to, you know, and it never does. And it was like the longest light of my life, you know. And, and I don't know what came over me. It was like David fighting Goliath, you know, and he just took the little rock or whatever. And I had my hand like this, and I'll never forget. And she's just evil-eyed me. I mean, she's just looking and just staring. I'm like, and I look over, and my hand's on the, what do you call it, the con- the console, middle console, and the car's going, lights are down, and I have my hand like this, and I was like this. Y'all see me? And I look over at her, and she, I meant evil eye, and it just did not look happy at all. And I went. <laughs> and when I did that, the light turned green. And I just drove away, and her face was like. So. So I get home, my wife had spaghetti, and so I was going, she said, oh, how'd service go? I was like, oh, it was good. She said, uh, uh, did you run into such and such? And I was like, oh, no, not really. And she's like, oh, sitting down, I think the games were going on. She's like, oh, you know. I said, well, not at, necessarily at service. And she's like, oh, why, what happened? I said, well, on the way home, I ran into her. She's like, you did? I was like, yeah. Well, what happened? I was like, you remember that, you know that light down there by Popeye's chicken? She's like, yeah, the one that's like forever. I was like, I know. So I'm at that light, and she rolled up. She's like, no. I was like, yeah, and I had Kurt Franklin bumping and going. And What happened? I was like, she just looked at me real funny. Okay, what happened? 
I, well, I just, I just looked at her and I went like this. And she's like, ha, 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 she was doing the spaghetti. And she, huh. And I'm watching again. Hey, Kevin. I said, yeah. She said, I'm kind of confused. I said, why? She said, well, why would you give, give her the peace sign? I said, I didn't give her the peace sign. She said, I thought you went up here and it went like that. I said, I did. Well, she's like, that's a peace sign. I said, no, no, no. I said, I changed it. She said, what do you mean you changed it? I said, that's my double sign. I said, I was letting her know that we're getting double for our trouble. And everything the enemy put us through and everything that we face and everything that we've gone through, I just letting her know, as the enemy says, he's going to restore double for everything you face. And he's going to get double for it. So I was just letting her know I'm getting my double. I come to let somebody know. That in 2017, as you're walking through Walmart this year, and folks are looking at you funny, and they know your story, and you know you're mad, I don't want you to say anything as you're walking down aisle seven. Just look over at them and just say, I'm getting double for my trouble that God's getting ready to restore. Jump to your feet here this morning. That God's getting ready to restore everything. That means... When God blesses you this year and you roll up at one life and you come up in there, all I want you to do is look at them and just, mm, just roll. When you come into church and God's blessed you with something and you're doing praise and worship, you might even have to lift your hands just like this. Just like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm getting double. <laughs> I'm getting my double, double for my trouble that God is restoring everything that I've been through. Look at your neighbor real quick and just give them, just look at them, just say double. I'm getting double. This is my year. This is my moment. And this is my time that God, oh, I just seen somebody throw up the double-double. Yeah, y'all get, God's bringing it, God's doing it. This is your year that God's getting ready to restore everything that you've been through and everything that you faced. And this is your year, your aha is going to come. Sons and daughters are coming back, that God's getting ready to restore it. And not only restore it, but you're getting double for that trouble. Let's pray here this morning. Let your hands towards heaven. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Father, I thank you for these folks that have endured with me here this morning. They've gone way, way over my time limit, but they've been great. And God, I ask that you would, God, Lord, let this be a reminder. Let this message be a reminder that Seth is coming.